What if you could combine your passions, talents, strengths, and past experiences to create something that makes a difference in the lives of others while creating an income for yourself? Well, if that sounds intriguing to you, join us today as we interview model, actress, teacher, and business owner, Latina McGee Simmons, and we gain insights and strategies from her journey from the Midwest all the way to Hollywood, only to leave a successful career to pursue making a difference in the lives of teenage girls. You don't want to miss this interview. Hello, and thank you for joining the Made to Inspire podcast. This is the podcast for dreamers, entrepreneurs, and business owners who want to go to that next level in your life with Kimberly Smith Austin and Misty Garrigan. Each week, we will bring you tips, tools, and tactics that will inspire you to take action. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to the Made to Inspire podcast. I am Kimberly Smith Austin, and I am excited to be here with you again for yet another amazing episode. As you know, I am here with my awesome and amazing co-host, Misty Kerrigan. Hey, Misty. Hey, Kimberly. And hey out there. Good morning, good evening, good night, whatever time you're listening. Thank you for downloading and following us. And if you've been listening in order, you know that we are in our Ideas to Action to Income series, interviewing real life people who've taken these principles, applied them, and are living their dream life, and at the very least, chasing it. Hashtag dream chasers. Hashtag dream slayers. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. You got to get some t-shirts, Kimberly. Oh, I think so. And make sure you grab one when we do. (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, guys, we're excited that you're here today. And today, like so many days, we are focused on helping you take those ideas that are looming inside of your head, going and taking some action so you can create income. We know you may be the dreamer, the entrepreneur, and maybe you're just here. But today we have a very special guest who's joining us for today's show. We have Miss Latina McGee Simmons coming all the way from California. Yes, that's where we are. From (laughs) Daughters of Promise today with us. And she's going to share tips, tools, tactics. But she's going to share her story on how she took one idea, went to action, and looking forward to that income that continues to wait on us and pour out on us. So with that, Latina, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much, Kimberly and Misty, for having me. I'm so excited to be here, and I just love what you guys are doing, and I'm just humbled to be a part of it. We're excited to have you. You know, we had the pleasure of connecting with you in in more than one ways. Let me back up, because we initially connected in an organization called Toastmasters. So if you don't know, go check out Toastmasters.org, amazing organization that works with in uh, emerging leaders, if you will, speakers, things of that nature. Latina and I are part of a advanced Toastmaster club where we get out there and speak. But most recently, we partnered with a program called Digital Course Academy by Amy Porterfield. And our whole purpose was to create course content that would impact the world. And I know, Latina, you've not only been working on something since DCA, but even before that, I love to hear your story. Please share with us 
your background. Give us a little inside scoop as to who Latina is. Oh, wow. Let's see. I am, you know what? I grew up in Indianapolis, Indiana, and about 17, yeah, about 17 years ago, about 2004, I moved out here from Indianapolis, Indiana. I packed up, uh, let me back up a little bit. I was a non-traditional student. And so for those who may not know what that means, that means that when I went back to school, I wasn't the traditional age. I went back to college at the age of 24 and I was a single mom and I had my daughter with me. And so after uh, four years at Ball State University in Muncie, Indiana, go Cardinals. Shout out Ball State. (laughs) (laughs) I am. I packed up everything that my my degree was in theater, by the way. So that's what I went back to school for. Initially, I was going for telemarketing. But when I got to when I got to the university, I was like, oh, wow, you can major in theater because I, I always loved acting. And it was something that I did often as a child. And so that's why I switched my major and uh, ended up graduating four years later with a degree in theater. And I knew that I wanted to take that risk. I knew I was like, I have to move to California. I, I just had to know, you know, I just have to know whether or not I could make it. And I had the dreams. I had the vision. I was going to conquer L.A. I was going to be an A-list actress. I was going to be able to move my mom, my family out and my daughter And so I packed up everything, everything of value to us was able to fit into my, uh, I had a a Toyota Corolla at the time. And I think it was, was it a 95? It it, it wasn't, it was a used Toyota Corolla. And we drove across, my daughter and I, we drove across country with everything that meant anything to us here to California. And we settled in you know, a little bit more inland because I, I couldn't afford Los Angeles. So we settled in the um, Inland Empire. But um, I immediately I had to get a job. And so I was like, oh, man, my goal was to find a job that would allow me to audition because uh, I'm like, I that's what I came here for. But that didn't happen. So the first year I was out here, I worked for a pharmaceutical company and then um after that, I was able to, uh, when I changed my daughter's schools, I became close friends with her principal. And he um, was the one who said, have you thought about substitute teaching? Because I was telling him about my dreams. And so that's how I started in education. And so he literally walked my paperwork to the uh, district office and said, you have to hire her. Mm. And, and I was so thankful. His name was uh, Sam Tharp at Yorba Elementary School. And I was so thankful for him. And um, he ended up becoming one of my mentors as well uh, from that. And so then I was able to start auditioning and I had some good success as an actress. I was able to you know, teach and make income. Um, I landed a great commercial with Boeing that you know, made great amount of money on. I uh, was doing different modeling shoots because I was doing that as well. And it wasn't too bad, even with, um, I think for a lot of, and, and, and let's back it up a little bit, because for those who can't see me, um, I have a big mole on my chin. I have a bald head and I have a mole on my chin. And so if you know anyone in the modeling or acting industry, they will tell you that I was, I was basically like an anomaly. I was because everyone, if you study them, there's a lot of the same looks, not so much now, 
But at that time, back in the early 2000s, everyone looked the same. Oh, so true. That was like something huge for me. And I remember going in on an audition once and a casting director told me, she said, you know what, Latina, thank you for looking like your picture. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, huh? She's like, a lot of people come in. She's like, we have their headshots. And then when they come in, we're like, we can't recognize you. She's like, but every time you come in, we know who you are. And so that made me feel really good because actually I was, I had been advised by some other casting uh, directors to remove my mole. Oh, and that it was a distraction, yes. And so I was advised to cover it. And I would try to cover it, but it just ended up looking a mess because I don't, I don't do makeup. But um, yeah, so that was something huge. But um, so I had good success there. And I just remember getting to the point after a couple of years, I was tired of making that two-hour drive into LA. I was tired of being on set for 12 or 14 hours. And I was yearning to be in the classroom. I was enjoying my time as a substitute teacher more than I was as an actress. And I knew that, you know, I needed to make that shift, but you know how you're afraid. It's like, am I giving up on my dreams? Um, you know, I, I packed my daughter up. What's my family going to say, you know, um, cause I get, you know, here, well, you don't have to stay in California to teach, but <laughs> come home. <laughs> but I loved it out here. And um, so then finally, um, I had went through, I was in a relationship and it went really bad and I was engaged and the engagement broke off and it really broke my heart. Um, looking back now, I'm thankful that it was, you know, that it did break off. But at that time, it was really hard for me to understand. And um, I just remember being on my apartment, in my apartment on the floor, and I was just, you know, crying out to God and just crying out to God and to just take the pain away. It hurts so bad. And in that quietness, I was able to hear him answer, you know, and tell me that I was moving in a different direction and that there were things in my life that I had to, that had to be cut off. And I was like, well, what's my purpose? And I knew that he told me to go back to school and get my master's in education. I had to get my teaching credential, my master's in education. And he told me that this was, I wasn't going to finish the rest of my life as a teacher, that this was going to be a stepping stone Oof. and that, but to be obedient. And even when I was teaching and I was going through school, um, life was sending me messages. Life was sending me messages. Um, I never thought that I would work with kids, but my daughter's school, they needed um, someone to be the Girl Scout leader and no one else would sign up to do it. Mm. And I didn't want the girls to not do it. So I said, I'll do it. And I ended up with Girl Scouts, loved it, had a great relationship with the girls. Um, then at my church, there was a debutante ball and each Deb needed a sponsor and so uh, the young lady who actually is my spirit, my oldest spiritual daughter now, like we're still very much um, a part of each other's lives. She asked me to be her sponsor. Mm -hmm. and, oh, wow. And, and I asked her, I said, OK, so well, why me? And she said, well, everyone else that I asked was taken. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, OK, you know, that kind of hurt my feelings a little bit. But I was like, okay, well, I already told her yes. And so 
um, through that experience, I mean, she became literally like um, a sister to my daughter and a second child to me. That's how close we bonded. Mm. And just like I said, to this day, you know, um, we talk frequently, like we are still, you know, um, bonus mom and daughter. Um, so I had the debutante that I, and I put a lot of time and energy into that and I loved it. Um, and then with the teaching at school with the kids, I started realizing that what made me happy, what I enjoyed doing was pouring into young women. And I never wanted to work with kids. I didn't. And even, you know, my, my guy, my, my boy students as well, but it's just, it, you know, life kept sending me. And then all of a sudden after her, just more and more girls to mentor started coming into my life more and more. And that's when I realized that, okay, you know, there's something more than this. I understood, you know, what God was talking about when he said, you'll teach for a season and then you're going to transition out. And I remember being in my car in the parking lot at the church and, um, that's when God gave me the name Daughters of Promise. And he told me that that was I was going to have a business called Daughters of Promise to help girls confidence, to let them know that they have worth, um, that they are loved, that they have a purpose, that they're not here by accident. And I was like, are you sure, God? I don't know anything about <laughs> Like me, like, are you talking about me? You know, um, are you sure? And I was like, am I hearing this correctly? Like I, I felt so inadequate. I, I felt very inadequate. I didn't feel like I could do it. And honestly, it would take another two years from him telling me that before I would actually take the step in starting my uh, organization. And I started my organization on a dare, honestly. I went to a landmark. I'm not, I'm pretty sure you're probably familiar with it, but landmark is a great, oh yeah. Okay. Misty. So, you know, I've been through it, you know, personal development. I've been through all of them. (laughs) (laughs) But I I did. So I did landmark and um, I was sponsored because I didn't have a lot of money at the time. And so uh, a lady by the name of Crystal Henderson sponsored me and um, I was sitting there and it was like day two of the three day conference. And you had to, they put out a challenge. You had to dare yourself to do something so big and life-changing that if you do it, once you do it, your life will never be the same. And then if you don't, well, really, you're not serious, you know, basically about your growth. And so I set out to do a Facebook page for my business And I worked on it and I worked on it and I worked on it. And three days after I finished that conference, I did my Facebook page for my business and Daughters of Promise started. And started my business and I haven't looked back since. Wow. And when was that, Latina? That was, okay, so it's 2021. That was in seven years ago. So, oh, oh, wait a minute. 2014? Seven years ago? Wow. Wow. Huh. It was, um, was it a little bit later? Listen to me. I'm thinking about it. Was it a little bit later? I think it was about, no, you know what? I think it was more about eight or nine. Because I want to say it was around um, the 2012 time. It was either 2012 or 2013. Oh, you know what? It was 2013. It was 2013. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Awesome. That's amazing. So from the time you took that dare and moved forward, got the Facebook page going and began your business, how has things been going since then? You know, woo. <laughs> and- well, let me, um, let me pause you because I okay. want to jump in for our listeners because I've been I've been jotting down notes crazily and I want um, one thing I need you to verify is that your faith is on fire, your faith in God and your faith in yourself. Actually, um, I've read a lot of stories where uh, people wanted to come to Hollywood, but there's few that pack up everything in their entire car, including their child and move to Hollywood mm-hmm. to pursue it. And so I love that you chose to like, this is my dream. I'm going. And then you hit a pivotal moment where your, where your passion increased. I wouldn't even say changed, but it seemed like it increased to more like this. I enjoy teaching. I want to do it. And it's funny because I'm, well, I don't think anyone moved from Indiana to California to be a teacher, but definitely <laughs> almost that was the catalyst to get you out here was like, get you near Hollywood and then have you meet your mentor and do the things but the, the begging question I and some of my listeners are going to have is, oof, what made you say, yep, the teaching, and, and um, it's okay to maybe even for right now put to rest or at least put, put over here that, that whole dream of acting and really move with, I want to impact these lives this way. Oh, wow. You know what? I, um, I'll be honest with you. At that time, Misty, I was really deep in my spiritual journey because that uh, that up that I had really, I had to really sit down and look at myself. And I had to ask myself, how did I get to this point? And I realized for me that um, I lacked confidence. And that's why it was key for me, part of the spiritual journey. Remember, I told you what uh, God was telling me that my business was going to be, because that was part of it. I lacked that confidence, even though I was acting I realized that I did not really love myself like I thought I did. Mm. And acting was natural, you know, because I had been acting so much in my life and putting on this facade because I didn't want people to really see, you know, um, the real me because I didn't, you know, all those things when you're, when you're a kid, you know, different things that happen to you and things that people say about you really affect your confidence and how you see yourself. So that shift from acting to uh, education, that was totally a spirit because of a spiritual journey. And I just wanted to be obedient. Oh, I love that. And mm-hmm. I, um, I just also want to, cause I, I took some notes on it. Cause sometimes, uh, sometimes we think we fail if we move over to another dream. Mm-hmm. And so it was really nice out there to hear that your story. And um, no, I, I, I could confidently move over because this other passion was so driving me. And I had a no, a, a no from God that this is where he's leading me. It's supposed to be. And my favorite part was it was it's going to be for a season. So it's almost that excitement of I'm going to this journey is also now going to shape me to be the ready Cause like, I don't know if you could go from actor, you know, like, so I want to know run a business, but you almost like, let me get education. Let me get around these girls. And so it's almost like he's, um, well, they have like, they put you into the fire to um, see the reflection, like getting you ready for the, the major uh, divine purpose that he has for you. Absolutely. And I'll be honest with you being a teacher and I'm still, you know, now I'm on the tail end where I'm transitioning out of the classroom. Um, but being a teacher, I didn't realize how, 
much a part of my journey it was going to be because I understand how to put curriculum together. I understand how to put a course together. I understand how to start at the end and work your way back to what you want to see. And even in teaching, I um, have been able to have mentoring programs at different schools for elementary, for junior high girls. I have been able to speak at assemblies. I have been able to um, you know, give presentations on, on my job and you know, different leadership opportunities because they knew that I was a Toastmaster. They knew I was a speaker. They knew I was working with girls. And so it's just amazing to me. I don't think that I would be the business person that I am now if I didn't have that step in education. I'll be honest. It's really given me a platform and equipped me for the next step in my journey. That's interesting. And I'd like to make a point on that. One of the things you said is your access to your career as an educator allowed you to, to make that next step. You know, a lot of times as entrepreneurs, I tell people all the time, I believe that I was not born to work in corporate America. What I do believe is that I was made to learn some experiences and lessons that I would then take back and build my corporations from. And that's exactly what I've done. And I love hearing that. So if you're an entrepreneur and you're brand new and you have an idea and you want to launch it into marketplace, don't be afraid to use the experience of corporate America or job as your foundation, because that experience is absolutely critical. I'll give you a prime example. When I went back to school to get my MBA, Master's of Business Administration, the requirement is that I had five years of work experience. I couldn't get my degree unless I had work experience because they knew the value of that work experience. And that's the same thing for you entrepreneurs who are looking to pursue that next thing, that next business, that next idea. Keep that in mind. But the thing that I love on top of that, Latina, you said you wouldn't be the businesswoman that you are today. Let's talk about that business. I heard a little background, but I think our listeners still want to know what is Daughters of Promise? Tell us, what is that? Absolutely, Kimberly. Daughters of Promise is an organization that instills confidence into young women. And basically, I have three foundational principles. Number one, I call them the three W's because I know I know you like those across <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> drooling right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or should I say my alliteration? My three W's are the alliteration. But um, number one, that they have worth. I want to instill in every girl and one of our participants, you have worth. Number two, that you are a work in progress. And what I mean by a work in progress is it's okay to change, to make a mistake. The person that you are or that you have been, you don't have to be that. You can change If you choose to at any time, you don't let those past mistakes, failures, decisions hold you back. And number three, that you are a world changer, because I think so oftentimes, you know, our young people, but I'm going to stick with girls because that's who I work with. They wonder the big question, why am I here? Mm. They, They have anything to add to the world. They don't feel like, you know, that it's a lot hard for them. A lot of them can't pinpoint their gift. And so the reason why I chose those threes, the worth, work in progress, world changer is because that's my story. I totally relate to it. I didn't have my self-worth and I made a lot of bad choices as a young person and even, you know, a young adult because of it. 
I am a work in progress. The person who I used to be is not who I am now. And I'm constantly growing and changing. And I encourage the girls the same way through my own, like I did in my own journey. You have to let that old person go. You have the right to be someone different and who you want to be. You make mistakes. Like we're not perfect. I don't do the perfection thing. I hate perfection. Um, I am a recovering perfectionist. I have a relationship with it, but you have the right to make those mistakes. And honestly, it's those things that we do are what shape us into who we are. And so absolutely it's that. And you do have a purpose in this world. God, God put something in all of us. I think we think that to have a purpose, it has to be something big on the world stage, but that's not necessarily true. Your purpose may be to, you know, be that, that smile that someone needs or that voice of encouragement or that help to someone like it's all of our gifts are different and all of our purposes may be different, but you have one. Love that. So you took this idea from who you were as a young woman and decided, hmm, not only do I believe that I need to improve me, but now let me work on helping young women in the world today and those that are coming up for years to come. Is that correct? Is that what your core idea was? That is absolutely it. I wanted to, my goal is that if I can help you know, one girl, even though it's been more than that, but I'm like, if I can help one girl make fewer mistakes, if I can help one girl realize that she has worth, if I can help one girl, you know, who is struggling with that, that fight between who I want to become and who I used to be, if I can help her, if I can help just one girl realize, you know what, I can make a difference in this world. That's always been the goal of my business. Just I, I, I have a heart for my husband. I'll tell you, I, I love an underdog. I have a heart for the underdog. Yes. The girls that are overlooked. I have a heart for the girls that, um, um, you know, people count out. I have a heart for the girls who, um, man, you know, she knows she has that stuff about her, but she knows that there's more to her. But how do I do that? That's who I have a heart for. Mm. Love it. That's who I'm for. I'm for the girl who, you know, people, uh, she, you know, on the outside, she appears to be perfect, but she's crying on the inside because she's, you know, not true to herself. She's living what other people want her to be. That's me. And so that's, that's who I have that heart for. Well, tell us a little bit about your target market. Who do you serve? I know it's the girl, but Mm -hmm. what age is that girl? Demographic, any sociographic things related, or it's just every girl? You know what? I, my girls as young as 10 to 18. So I I work with girls in the 10 to 18 years old range. And, um, you know, uh, in all backgrounds, any and all backgrounds, as long as you're 10 to 18, you um, have a positive attitude and not toxic positivity either. Oh, that's a whole different podcast, <laughs> not that. But just, um, you know, you have a willingness to learn and you are open to that. That's who I serve. Your background, I don't care where you come from. I think that sometimes um, we think that girls from a particular financial bracket, um, 
don't need help or don't need that, you know, confidence coaching or the girl that sits on the honor roll all the time. And that's so not true. (laughs) You know, it isn't because I work with some girls that are brilliant, but they're cutters. Sure. Mm -hmm. Is that, am I enough? Am I good enough? They are driven. That is what drives them. Am I good enough? And so I think sometimes as parents, we confuse um, outcomes with confidence and we don't look at what's driving that process. And so that's uh, where I come in at, but yeah, so girls 10 to 18, um, any backgrounds, as long as you have a, you know, you have a positive attitude that you want to do the program and that you're willing to do the work. That's it. That's all I require. Mm -hmm. And uh, my goal is to work with girls from around the world. So (laughs) my long-term goal. I, I don't want to just keep this here in California or the United States. I want to go worldwide and let girls all around the world know that. So tell us a little bit about you. And that's a great point. And that leads me right to where I'm going. And I know Misty has a probably a notebook of questions for you as well. And I'm going to chime in real quick, Misty, before you go. But one <laughs> of the things I want to think about is you've taken the idea and you've started taking action. You've created Daughters of Promise. You talked about having done mentorship with young ladies. And tell us, you've talked about other programs that you've done. And that's the action, clearly, clearly. But I know there's more in store. What are you working on right now to further that dream, further that idea? Great. You know, Kimberly, thank you for asking. I am presently working on, because my program has been mostly in elementary and middle schools. So, um, and, you know, church organizations as well. I work, do work with the youth at church. And so what I'm doing right now is I'm creating my program instead of online. I think last year with COVID that really caused me to shift my business. Mm-hmm. And so what I want to do, the goal is to create my program and have it online And so that way I can work with girls any and everywhere around the country, around the world. Um, So we'll meet online. We'll have the program, the course, um, the confidence course, CPR, Confidence, Purpose, Resilience. Ah. (laughs) Where'd you get that from? Where'd you get that from? No, I got that from no other than Kimberly Smith Austin and Misty Kier. Shameless plug. Sorry, guys. Phenomenal. (laughs) I'm your idea coach. Okay, back to you. They are. (laughs) idea coach Kimberly and idea coach Misty. And, um, but so that's what I'm doing. And it's going to be, you know, it's about a, a four to six week course. And we, you know, dig, dig deep. And in that course, the confidence that we're going to be, uh, or the approach we're taking it is we're getting out of our head because that's where the majority of girls go wrong. It's the head piece. Mm-hmm. So it's really digging in deep. You know, we're looking at what, what are those triggers? What causes us to feel the way that we feel? We're going to separate that from fiction where, you know, we're going to learn how to look at what happens or situations that happen to us and start looking at what are some of those things that we uh, put on it. We're going to look at those labels that we have either put on ourselves or allowed other people to put on us. And we're going to, you know, give us some new names. So those are just some of the things that we're going to do in those six weeks. And uh, we're going to have, you know, available coaching as well. So submit those questions 
And um, I will be answering them as well as a membership will follow for the participants that want to. And in the membership, we continue just to build that community, that connection. I want the girls to connect with each other. So that connection and just keep lifting each other up and, um, you know, just extending the different topics every month, the world changer and, you know, bringing on powerful women to share their stories so that the girls can see that confidence is a journey. It's not something that you just have. It is definitely a journey. And it's a journey that you um, continue to apply every day. Absolutely. I'm going to add my, my, my quote that I've been saying for a long time, and I'm turning over to Misty to ask questions. But here's one thing I say, you said confidence, it is a journey. It's, it's, and I, you know, it's a journey. And I think about the destination of arriving. I think we never really fully arrive. We gain more confidence over time through our experiences, through our successes. But as we evolve as people, we go to this next level, right? And then something happens and our confidence like, oh, I'm not sure. And then you've got to step it up again. So it's an evolving process. But I love to say that, you know, once you see success, it becomes addictive. Meaning once you get that confidence, you want to keep striving and reaching for it because you know that when you have it, you feel empowered, you feel amazing. And I can imagine having a young woman empowered, feeling wonderful can change the world, can change the world. It can. And I think that and the approach that I take with them is we we do baby steps. I think we we get, we, you know, we have to stop and we, we, we all do this. We look at someone's chapter 21 and compare it to chapter one. And that causes us inaction because we get in our heads. We think, oh, I'll never get there. But I teach my girls just, just one, the power of one. And it's amazing what one thing can do, what one small thing can do. Because small steps that are going to lead to those big steps and that, Some days is going to be a good, you know, (laughs) and other days it won't. And some days you're going to miss doing that one, but you get back on the horse. You get back on the horse. You don't stay stuck in your mind. And so that's what I think that we have to do. Just people really discount the small steps. But I want to I want to point that out to our uh, our listeners out there is um, sometimes I'll run into people and like, I really have a it on my heart to help children or help confidence or help help boys. And what I want to point out is, yeah, Daughters of Promise uh, is going to is going to be an international organization impacting the lives of young women. But it started out as crap. No one wants to be a Girl Scout leader. I'm stepping up into these five girls, these 10 girls. Oh, no one wants to do this. I'm stepping up to this. Oh, my church has a need. Let me pull someone together and I'll show up and I'll run this for the girls. Oh, the, um, the ball needs a, a fairy godmother. Okay. 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 That was a step up. So you're, you're kind of preaching what, what you were saying and you're not talking about our teenage girls. You're talking to all our entrepreneurs out there who are worried about chapter 21 when step one is where do you start now? You could start now. You don't have to wait and, and put it all together and, and kind of just do the things you do. Where can I step in to start mentoring, to start helping, to start making a difference and more doors are going to open. I'm going to make more connections. And then I can start aligning my business, my message, and then my, my international corporation. But I love that every time you're asked, you just stepped into something to help the children that you're able to help there. 
You know, it's definitely Misty. It's action. And I didn't realize that till looking back. And that's what people, we miss that. We miss those little opportunities. We miss that. What is it? What is the common thread that you find yourself doing? What is it? What is that? What is that theme? And for me, every time, you know, youth working in the youth ministry, working with the debutante, working with the girls, my daughter, when she, you know, she can never come out of the school building without, you know, a, a line full of people with her for me to drop them off, you know, at home. But I would do that, you know, because I'm thinking, well, I don't want this young lady left out. Like my, my heart just burned for them every time. So anytime an opportunity presented itself for a young girl, I said, yes. And so that's what people have to lean into. What are the opportunities that you take and it's and you don't take it because it's like, oh, let me do this. No, like you're excited and it drives you. You know, I love it's almost like your daughter coming out of school with four friends. Is it that's another 30 minutes before I get home? It literally is. I get to speak love into four lives for the next 30 minutes while my and if, um, I would be excited as a mom that my daughter's like, well, she thinks I'm cool enough to give them a ride home. Right. <laughs> so I love it. It's, it's perception. The thing is the same. The drive is the same. But what you make out of it, what changes? Yes. Yes. So you heard that action. Action is the antidote to despair, the antidote for everything. So if you stand in the place of contemplation, a place of uncertainty, you need to take action. Action will change everything. And we can we can attest to that. You know, we have lots of ideas, lots of visions, lots of dreams, but it's not until we take action that we see the fire start taking place. We start seeing the, the push, the momentum that, that lives inside of us that becomes something real. So if you're not sure, take action. Create some action steps for yourself and get moving. Like we always say, and, and Latina even reiterated it, it's baby steps. Baby steps count too. One, two, three, four. Get moving, folks. Get moving. If you do one thing a day, 1% more, where are you going to be in a year? Just 1% more. Put yourself a little bit more each day. Where are you going to be? And our favorite thing is to say, if you're, if you're passionate, you have an idea, you want to get committed to it, what's 30 minutes a day to work on your passion and your idea? Yes. Got to take action. Yes, I, I almost want to. I, you're going to be like, "Where did Misty go?" Because I'm just going to run out of the room. I'm like, "I'm going to take action. I'm out of here." <laughs> I'm, we're horrible. Me and Kimberly listen to our own podcast and get pumped up. <laughs> like, yes, that's so true. Who's that? Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Wait, that was us. Oh, right. That <laughs> <laughs> was fire. Mm-hmm. Well, Latina, if you could think about some some strategies or tools that you can impart or share with this community here that you know that with one idea to action to income, what, what would be something you could share with them to help them on their journey as they go forward? You know what, one thing uh, that I would say, I, you know, I have a, I have a couple. <laughs> Please share them. We, the more the merrier. Make them quick. But I am, um, number one, pay attention to what life is showing you. Pay attention to the signs. Mm. Number one. Um, the second thing that I would tell people to do is to, you know, take action, but 
Take action when it's best for you, because I'll be honest, for me starting out, I'm a night person. I, I don't, I'm not one of those morning early risers. And so I was getting discouraged by people always saying, you know, you get up early, you do this. And yes, successful people do that. Don't get me wrong. They do that. But until you get to that level, you have to start where you are. So if you're better at night, then you work off, commit, you know, 30 minutes before bed, whatever, an hour, whatever it is, you work at what's best for you until you can make that shift. So start wherever you are. If you're a morning person, go for it. If you're a night person, go for it. Because that's where I started. My business in the beginning was built at night because that's where I thrive. Um, I would also tell people to make a wish book. Make mm. a I remember I had a, a young lady, Christine Hillsgrove, another Toastmaster, and I got that idea from her. And so what you do is every night you write down, you get a journal, you write down what your wishes are. You write down what that vision is, what you want for your life. And you write that down every single day until it happens. Mm. That's why I think you know, a lot of people would say have a journal too to track your journey. And so looking back where I have written it down, I'm like, wow, this did come true. Wow, this has happened. You start seeing the progress that you're making. Even though you still may not be where you want to be, you will see that. So definitely take action by paying attention to the signs, you know, start somewhere, whether it's morning or night, start wherever it is that works for you, just start and then have that wish book and keep that vision in front of you. If um, writing's not your thing, then have that vision board and look at it every single day you wake up or every single day you go to bed and the night before, write down that one goal for yourself. Just what, what is my intention going to be for the day? If I get nothing else done, this is the one thing that I'm going to do tomorrow. That's what I would tell them. Tang, Latina, me, and Kimberly's going to leave. Go ahead. Finish up the show. Right. <laughs> I know she said one, but I just got couldn't. You were like toastmastering the crap out of that. You were like point, summary, last, yeah. last call of act. Get it? Get it? <laughs> we're amazing. Yes. 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 We love it, Latina. I'll tell you, we are so thankful for you for being on the show and sharing your nuggets. Now, we want to know where can our audience find you? Absolutely. I am at www.daughtersofpromiseconfidence.com. You can find me on Facebook. I'm Daughters of Promise, but there's a lot of us. I'll be honest. There's a lot of us. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm still, I may have to change up uh, the Facebook page, but that's where it is. And then on Instagram, I am Confidence Coach 75. And so um, you can find me at any of those locations and reach out and I will be more than happy. I, um, again, I, 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 just send me a message and I promise I'll respond uh, within 24 hours. Awesome. We love it. We love it. Thank you so much for sharing, for bringing yourself, your whole self here to our podcast. We are so thankful for you. And one of the things we like to tell our listeners every single week, and I think you just heard it from Latina, there is something out there waiting for you. Now go get it. Thank you for listening to the Made to Inspire podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and have picked up some tips, tools, and tactics that will help you move into action. Make sure you follow us on social media. We are made the number two, the letter N, Inspire You. 
You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube. We're out there. But best of all, we ask that you leave us a review. Let us know what you thought. Let us know how you're going to use the information that we're sharing week after week to help you take your inspiration into action. We appreciate you and we look forward to seeing you on our next episode.